Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Amanda Jefferson. And I'm Brooke Forey. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, and real-life experiences and fails of trying to be good enough-ish. As busy, tired, flawed people attempting to keep it all together with some joy and fun in the mix. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I help clients defrazzle, organize, and declutter one-on-one. I have a brand new online course called Organized Every Day, and I speak to groups about how to quit the shoulds and live more courageously. And I created the Balance Bound Planner and line of stationary products that help you get organized and prioritize self-care so you can be a better human for everyone and everything else in your life. Balance Bound exists under the umbrella of Curious & Company Creative, a boutique branding design firm that I co-own. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. And you can email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash goodenoughish. Now let's start the show. Let's do it. Hey, Brooke. Hey, Amanda. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> um, we were trying to get a little brunch going with our friends lately. Yeah. It fell through a little bit, but we were trying to go to that brunch spot that we like on a Sunday. We like a Sunday morning brunch. I know. I um, I'm a big fan of brunch. And but it's so hard this time of year. I feel like spring sports are getting up and running. Our kids are all like in different um leagues and school districts and you know we're kind of scattered it's hard to wrangle the ladies but i I hope we can do that soon i know i I see you a lot now but i don't see the rest of our friends i know it's funny because a good friend of mine she's a listener hello megan she she's uh was my college roommate and it's funny we live pretty close but we didn't we don't get to get together as often as i would like to and um she was actually my realtor. So she helped me buy, sell my home and buy this home. And it was so, it was so fun. We got to hang out all the time. Yeah. And then I, you know, and then that process ended and we were like, boo, <laughs> let's buy another house. Let's get another house. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about today. Friendships. Friends. Um, yeah. Sorry. I just sang that. I don't Friends. know. <laughs> Friendship. I mean, I, I really value I mean, I've always been someone who like really values my friends, but yeah. in adulthood, it's a whole it's a whole different thing because you really have to make time for your friends. Yeah. Everybody's busy. Everybody's got different things going on, jobs, some have kids, some have, you know, parents they're taking care of, homes, all of that adulting stuff that it's really easy to fall out of the habit of keeping in touch with friends. Yeah, for sure. You though are the glue of our little friend group that we have. You oh, are the sweet. glue. I and try. Yeah. I mean, like it would all fall apart without you. Like we all I love mean. each other and we love spending time together, but you just tend to just be the one that that's your role. Like that's kind of you kind of brought you. us all together. Um you were like the matchmaker between all of us. Friend so ma- matchmaker. I mean, as you know, I I worked a little hard to like you know, stalk some people to bring the, bring the friend group together because early in motherhood, in my motherhood journey, yes. I was really craving friendships that were like highly relatable in terms of our kids were at the same phase because I keep in touch with a lot of friends from high school and some friends from college that, you know, 
a lot of us have kids, but had kids at different times. And so it was like my best friend from college who had kids before me, you know, she wasn't in the newborn phase when I was. And even though she could give me advice and things like that, I was also craving those connections of people who were really in it. I think Nick and I got a little complacent when... When we were in our 20s, you know, before we got married and after we got married and we lived in a, in a walkable town and we, you know, it was near my hometown. So I still had some friends from my prior life that that lived nearby. And we didn't really, aside from friends that, made th- that we made through our jobs, we didn't really work to make like neighborhood friends. Yeah. And so we lived in this great town, but we really did not know a lot of people yeah. until we had kids. And, and I, still you started stalking everybody at the tot lot. Well, you know, it was like, okay, I need new friends that... I picture you with like a clipboard at the tot lot, like incoming mom in pink sweatshirt. She looks Could nice. Be a good candidate. Yes. What can we... How can we strike up this conversation? Yeah. And I mean, I definitely used to be super, a lot more awkward, like striking up a conversation with a mom at, at the park or at, at daycare where I met you. And um, I mean, it's definitely gotten easier over time, but yeah, those early days were so difficult when it's like you just you want to find the people that you can meet up with at the park for a quick little like get the let the kids get some energy out while you also get that adult connection. Did you find the same thing when you had Isabel? Like were you looking for more local local mom squad? Yeah. Yeah. Because also I felt like, you know, we were talking about Brene Brown in an earlier episode. I was looking for people that were willing to talk real, yeah. you know, real talk. Oh, we know that you like to get oh, right down to... Oh, <laughs> I just like to get right down to business. Um, because we were talking on a recent episode, too, about the need for quiet. And I have six values. I did a values exercise a few years ago. And one of my other values is depth. Mm. I don't do small talk really well. I like to get like right down into like the big, hard-hitting topics. And so I was struggling as a new mom. If I had to do it all over again, I probably would have gotten myself a little diagnosis of postpartum anxiety. Seemsies. Yep. Yeah. And so I didn't want to be around people. We talked about this in an earlier episode that was like, nap when the baby naps and blah, blah, blah. Like I just, I was struggling a lot in motherhood. Yeah. So it was helpful for me to meet other people. Like you really, the you were the glue to help me meet all these other women that A, were talking about motherhood being hard, but B, not just talking about motherhood. Yeah. And yeah, we've like, got whole lives. Right. Talking about like really just like fascinating, interesting worldly, well-read. So it's funny. It's like, it's kind of like the KonMari thing. It's not just about decluttering. It's about surrounding yourself with things that spark joy. And friendships are so much that. Yes. So, you know, my other values, it's interesting because my values were really helpful in me um, identifying like what friendships really worked for me. So my values are courage, honesty, quiet, depth, and laughter. Mm. And I look at our group and I'm like, check, 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 check. Um, yeah. And, There's you know, and not just laughter. our group, but my other friends that rise to the top, like they check all of those boxes. Yeah. You know, same. And being able to pick up where you left off. Like, yes. That's something I really value, especially. You know, when I do reconnect with someone that I haven't seen in a while, there's no guilt. Like, we all know that we have lives and we've got a lot of stuff going on. And and just being able to pick up where you left off yes. is so great. 
it doesn't matter how long you've been apart. Like I've mentioned, my best friend from growing up lives in Austria. And so I don't see her for sometimes a year or so at a time. Thanks, COVID. Um, you know, she she comes back into the area sometimes once or twice a year. But yeah, COVID, COVID prolonged that for a little while. Um, but we just, we can always pick up where we left off yes. and like making the inside jokes that, you know, we have from eighth grade or talking about the stuff that's going on with our families now. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's just something I really value. Like there's never a guilt factor in like, well, I haven't heard from you a while in a while. Like, no, we've all, we've all yeah. got stuff going on. Let's just be together. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I think back to like, those early days of really trying to make the mom friends in like the neighborhood or, or through the daycare. And I remember like I met, I ran into a daycare mom um, early on. Like we'd only been at that daycare for a few months. I didn't really know a lot of other parents. Ran into this mom and her kid at Old Navy. And I was so awkward. Like I handed her my business card. <laughs> I still think about that. I didn't even be like, oh, hey, let me get your number. We can get the kids together. I was like, no, here's my business card. <laughs> you know, I think about how much I've grown as just someone who um, has gotten a lot more comfortable connecting with new friends. I will say, like, I know social media gets a bad rap, but social media does make it easy to just be like, oh, I'm going to connect with you on here, kind of get a feel for what you're all about. Um, and then try to make maybe a little bit more of that connection. Like, hey, can I get your number? Can we go out for coffee? Mm -hmm. I've gotten really into the coffee dates that are just low commitment, but it's a good way to get to know another mom or, you know, just another, a new friend without it feeling like a job interview. Like, right. I know. Oh, are we going to get I've along? started doing, um, I've even done before, you know, when you're little, like Isabel, when she was little, she'd be on the playground and go up to somebody and be like, do you want to be friends? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've even a couple of times, like I've mentioned Jeannie, you know, the color guru when we met in the first time. I think we literally said, do you want to be friends? Yeah. And so I've done that a couple of times when Me you too. just feel that instant connection with somebody. And uh, it's a little bit like dating, you know, but you just skip right to like, oh, let's date. Let's yeah. be friends. I feel like in our in our older years, it's just easier to be vulnerable with someone and be like, hey, I really like you. Yeah. We should get together. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a few of those moments too. And it's just... It's refreshing when yeah. someone isn't trying to beat around the bush. I know. And it's so true what you say about um, not having to pick up where you left off. I'm so grateful because I have a yearly girls uh, weekend yes. that I do. We call it Black Bear. I love this. Hopefully you, black, you bear cubs are listening. but um, Why do you call it Black Bear? So we call it Black Bear because uh, the we, we all work together in D.C. That's where we met. Gotcha. And our first ever weekend getaway was to a cabin in West Virginia called Black Bear. That was the name of the cabin. Gotcha. And it had a hot tub and a babbling brook. And so um, for a long time, that was our requirement for any Black Bear place. It had Group to have a yeah. hot tub and a babbling brook. But anyway, um, because we met in when we all worked in international development, everybody lives literally all over the world now. So we meet in some central location. But we don't even like wish each other happy birthday throughout the year. We like talk like some of us will get together here and there or but we don't really talk too too much in yeah. between then. And then we get together and we just all like hop in the hot tub wherever the heck we are and it's like, like a moment hasn't passed. Yeah, that's so amazing. And then you just get to catch each other up on the last year and have a great weekend mm -hmm. without distractions. I love that. I'm going away um later this month for a high school friend's birthday and yeah, she rented this 
place in the Poconos. We're gonna sh- we're gonna have like a masseuse come. Ooh. This is not a kind of, the kind of trip I've ever done, so I'm really wow. excited. Just kind of like little ladies getaway. There's no mm. pressure to do all the things together. If someone needs some quiet, they go take their quiet. Yes. Like, but if we want to be together and bond, and I'm gonna be meeting some new friends. She kind of got this group together based on her birthday celebration, but she wants all of these women to get to know each other. So I'm excited. Maybe that'll turn into our Black Bear every year. Who knows? Yeah, it's cute. We even have, like, everybody makes the same thing. Jocelyn always makes her salmon and green beans and Kalamata olives. I always make my strawberry and goat cheese salad. Melissa is responsible for tacos. So we even have the same menu. Yeah, that just keeps it easy. Yeah. It's like it's a ritual, but you don't have to put a ton of time and planning into it. So does a different person pick the location each year? How do you how do you do that? We sometimes in the in the actual Black Bear, we'll start talking about the location for next year. Gotcha. So oh, because I, like I mean, like this year it's crazy. One lives in Vienna, one lives in Senegal, one lives in Dubai. Oh my gosh. And I live in exotic Westchester, Pennsylvania. And Such uh, worldly friends. Yes. And then the other one is actually sort of homeless right now. She's like Vermont, New York, Minneapolis. So we just kind of try to pick a place that's in the middle. But we've done, oh my God, I don't even remember. Utah and Minnesota and Colorado and Montana and yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's I love really it. fun. I know. I'm getting all excited thinking of it. So now we're going to Portugal because we needed to go a little bit further over that way since most of them are there. So that'll yeah. be really fun. One of the things that I love that one of the girls in our group does, um, she reminds me a lot of you in that she, her, one of her love languages, she sends packages. Mm. So every once in a while, I'll just get this package Aww. with all these crazy stamps all over it from God knows where she sent it from. And it'll have in it like a coffee mug and a Star Wars t-shirt for Isabel. Cute. And a little note that she might have written on the back of her receipt. And I love it because it's so spontaneous yeah. and good enough-ish in the sense of she, she just... If she's at a gift shop, and I've I've seen her do this, you know, she'll be at a gift shop and be like, oh, I love this for this person. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to literally write a note on the back of the receipt, and then I'm going to walk down the street to the post office and put it in the mail to them. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be much more of a uh, package sender. Not so much these days, just, yeah, it's one of those things that's fallen by the wayside, but I've always loved... I always had a lot of pen pals growing up. I loved sending letters to people. My one friend, I used to only see her at dance class every week um, because we went to different schools and lived in different towns. But we used to be pen pals and we would write each other letters throughout the week. And that was such, oh man, I love, I mean, it's no surprise that I'm in the stationary design industry now. Like I was, you know, I just, I've always loved Mm. notebooks and stationary and and pretty envelopes and things with my name on them. But um, yeah, those little expressions of friendship were so important growing up. Yeah. And I love that idea of like just finding something that reminds reminds you of someone and, and sending it to them regardless of the time See, of year. I'm bad at that. So so like even just this week, I got a card from a friend, our mutual friend, and she was congratulating us on our launch mm-hmm. and sent me a little gift card. And it, but it was hysterical because she did not put her name on the envelope but or on who. the card. <laughs> And but she wrote something in Spanish on the inside, and so I could narrow it down to who it was. And she was uh, so I texted her to be like, "Well, now I can finally thank you." But she didn't sign the card. Like, but the fact that she's so busy, she's got so much going on, yeah. and she wrote me this, you know, this 
like thing in the mail. Which I know. Is like that's big. That very sweet same friend dropped off flowers. <laughs> you were away on our lunch day, um, and she, but right, I think we're talking yeah. about the same person. <laughs> <laughs> she dropped off flowers while I was still in my pajamas on launch day and a card, and I was like, oh my gosh, I yeah, know. it was so thoughtful, very so thoughtful. Those little expressions of friendship. Um, are just what like gets us through and keeps us all connected. And I mean, our text thread keeps me laughing. I love that we can go. Sometimes there's like weeks where I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard anything from yeah, we're all the mom squad. Pretty quiet these days. Yeah. yeah, but then we can just kind of like pick, pick right, right back up. up with the inside jokes and the we we did all t- not all of us. We weren't all available, but we took one little trip together a couple years ago. There <laughs> there may have been a karaoke <laughs> incident with you and I. Oh um, my gosh, I, I still have. Have like flashbacks of that trip, like full was, on visual images of the people in that. I mean, it was yeah. It was like barely. It wasn't even twenty four hours away. It was like one night in Brigantine, at, New Jersey. My family's former shore house. Sadly, we no longer have that. Uh, my mom and my stepdad. Um, but it was like just a one night getaway, and we all just laughed so hard oh and had God. so much fun. You and I sang really off key, Indigo Girls. Closer I mean, if you're fine, if you're gonna. Best Sing song. a duet. Uh-huh. Why not pick like the harmonies? There of is Indigo there are Girls. videos of this. I think um, there's a video that exists. It won't. It won't see the. Won't see. No, no. that is not going on the show. That's notes. that's not not something we're going to share. But um, yeah, just really adult friendships. I think are so important, and it's so easy to let them fall by the, by the wayside when we're busy. Um, yeah, but I I've really tried to make it a priority to let my friends just know when I'm thinking about them yes. or like just send a text here or there like, oh my gosh, I saw this thing. It reminded me of you. Hope you're well. Yes. Not even like expecting a reply. Correct. Sometimes there's certain friends that'll take like a week to text back and that's okay. Totally. Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth because I was going to say, you know, I'm my good enough-ish because I don't think I'm going to I'm not at the place right now where I feel like I could put things in the mail. Like that feels like a lot to me. But yeah. what I do try to do is, so I love voice memos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've I, talked about yeah, this. this. I is... love the WhatsApp and mm-hmm. I love the Voxer. So instead of being like, oh, I wonder how so-and-so is doing. I, in that immediate moment, I will just send them a voice message and yes. say, hey, I was thinking about you. How are you? Da, da, da. Like take your time to, you know, and I'll, do it right then. Yeah. And so a lot of my friends, you know, one of my closest ones lives in Spain, same thing. So we have that time difference where we can't always talk on the phone. And it's funny, when we actually talk on the phone live, it's almost awkward yeah. because it's like, no, what we normally do is I talk for seven minutes straight and you yeah. don't interrupt me. <laughs> it's like, can you be quiet? I'm not done my thought yet. <laughs> so, so it is actually the, the voice memos I love because it's amazing because – it's hard to listen, yeah, right? But when you're talking, like we will leave each other literally seven, 10-minute voice memos where we might need to vent about something that's going on. And it's such a gift to know that the person on the other end is going to listen and then they're going to take the time to process and then they're going to respond to you. So mm-hmm. voice memos have kind of become my love language and my way to keep in touch with friends. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, you and I haven't left each other many voice memos because we've been talking so much in person on our podcast. I know. But I did. I've always liked the voice memos. And what I looked for, like, I would be excited when I would see one pop up. And I would go find the quiet place to listen to it either then or I'd have to wait until later. And it was a nice excuse to just sit and be quiet and listen for a couple minutes. So it's forcing yourself to act 
actively listen Mm -hmm. to what that person is saying in that message. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you send somebody a text, like, how are you? It's like, well, that's a long answer. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of broad. (laughs) And then the typing, I do the voice to text a lot. Yeah. Um, You definitely do the voice memos more than I do, but the voice to text is helpful. But then it's also like, I'm doing great, comma, how are you, question mark. <laughs> like, it's not necessarily natural. Yeah. But to me, that's faster than actually typing. But yeah, there's just something special about hearing someone's voice. So yeah. I should do that more. Yeah. 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 I, so I know I'm, I'm pausing because I'm just really thinking about, you know, I've ta- I mentioned recently that I only just now feel like I'm kind of coming out of the fog that was... COVID and moving and loss in our family. And so I'm thinking about, you know, the summer is a great opportunity for friendships because I think, you know, do you want to hang out at the pool or do you like, there's just more stuff to do. Yeah. So I'm I'm like, I'm thinking what, what friendships will I be cultivating this summer? Yeah. Last summer was our first summer that we joined a pool and it was so fun. And, and I'm really looking forward to that this year because like, there's the certain friends that we know we can count on for like the certain times of day at the pool. Yeah. And, um, it's just, it's getting more fun as the kids get older and a little bit more independent. Yeah. I took a friend of mine, one of the black bears to the, um, community pool one day and she doesn't have kids. So I was like, totally like, you know, Nerf guns to the head. And, you know, she was like, this is not relaxing. (laughs) This is not a relaxing day. You're like, oh, maybe not for you, but this is like, this is, this feels like a spa compared to what I'm used used to. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. Well, Brooke, I feel like I'm excited. You know, I got a few friendships in mind that need a little, a little, little cultivating. Yeah, me too. And it's like you said, it's kind of a good time of year. It's just so much easier to like get out if they're a local friend or I don't know, just spring makes me feel like everything's new and fresh and I guess check in with friends, see how we all survived winter. Yeah. Yeah. With our pasty skin coming out into the world again. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go do that and then we'll come back. All right. Let's take a break. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. We're back, Brooke. We're back. I'm singing again. <laughs> I like this. Yeah, I don't know. What's, what's my deal? Um, <laughs> we're back, Amanda. And do I need to write like some sort of little jingle for Sparking Joy? Or can I just ask you what's Sparking Joy today? Um, up to you. I'm enjoying the singing. <laughs> I'm going to so. skip. I'm going to skip the jingle. <laughs> Ooh, that one. Yeah. Sorry. I have to edit that one out. <laughs> no, please don't. Tell me what's Sparking Joy for you today. Okay. So... I love chat books. I we will put this in the show notes and I brought some here. I know yeah. you've seen these before. You've been Brock. singing I do. I have a couple, but I'm not in the routine that you are. Okay. You've so been, you've been singing the praises of chat books for quite a few years. Yeah. So I used to be much more in a routine and I love chat books because they're so good enough-ish. You know, in the when photo books first came out, so chat books is a digital photo book. Yes. And when they first came out, you know, you could go on to Shutterfly or whatever it was. And they were cool, but they were also very involved. It was like, okay, I need a landscape one here and then a horizontal one here and then a caption here. And, you know, what's the theme? 
theme. Chapbooks is like the Southwest Airlines of photo books. It's very, I love it, no frills, right? So I think that's, sorry, that's more like spirit or frontier. Well, <laughs> if we're I, getting into the nitty gritty, but that's a that's whole beside the topic. Another Sorry. topic. Did not many. Okay. To interrupt. All Go right. Ahead. All right. So, anyway, basically, these chat books are great because it's just basically one photo on every page. I think yeah. there are 60 pages. And you can choose to have included on there the date. So, it automatically prints the date based on when the photo was taken, the location. And you can add a caption. I do very minimum effective dose. So all I do is I like the date to be on each one. Mm -hmm. And then it actually auto prints on the spine. The So this is like a series. So I have a series. So it auto prints on the spine the range of the photos that were taken here. And what I love about this is that all I have to do, and I the process might be different on Android, but on an iPhone, all you have to do is favorite the photo in your actual photos app. Mm -hmm. And then that will communicate with chat books. And then chat books will basically just build the photo album for you. And then you can go in and say, delete this one or whatever. Um, and then it just prints the book and sends it to you. Yeah. And I chose the Rifle Paper because I love the Rifle Paper company, but you can also just do like a plain black or soft cover or hard cover. Um, but I was out of practice for a long time. Um, but then after we got back from our vacation, I was like, you know, I'm just going to go back into my photos from the past year, favorited a bunch of things, favorited a bunch of photos, and it probably took me like 25 minutes. Yeah. And then it's nice because I can print a copy of this chill chili one and send that to the chili family too. That's nice. Yeah. So I've, I've got some issues with like, uh, the, the big thing that we're going to talk about when we have our accountability, get mm -hmm. your act together with this mm -hmm. thing is... Mm -hmm photo management, and making albums. Mm. Yeah, I can I, see you kind uh, of yeah, like shrinking in your seat there. Literally. So I've made a couple of chat books from my Instagram photos or something like my personal Instagram feed of the kids. And um, those were cute. And I've made, I think, I, I think I made an album at like the, the first half of the year uh, 2020 because COVID was such an interesting time <laughs> that um, – I think I used mixed books for that. And that did require a little bit more of my work. I've got several issues at play. I want, I take so many pictures. Yep. Like I take 20 shots of the same thing to get that one shot, you know? Right. Um, I'm a little obsessive and creative like that. And then I've also got the, um, like I want the printing of the book to be nice. I want the page layout to be interesting. So I've got too many things like holding me back. So I love that, I don't know, I want to be a chat book person. I think because you're a graphic, so for me, I'm not a graphic designer. So this minimum effective dose is yeah. good for me. But yes. I think the minimum of this is too minimum for you. It might be. Yeah, you need a little yeah. bit more. However, you're also, because you've kind of set the bar a little bit higher for yourself, you've made it a little bit more complicated. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and uh, my oldest child is going to be 10 and asked me how many photo albums I have. So I'm I wondering, have. like, if there's another service that's a little, maybe it is mixed books or maybe it's something, but it's like, I think you need, like, a chat books 2.0. Like, you need something that's relatively simple, but yes. something that has a little bit more, because you even like to, like, design your own Christmas cards, you know? Yeah, but, I mean... This has been on my to-do list long enough, and I've avoided it. I'm going to need to just automate it at some point. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I need, like, slightly more 
detailed and artsy than chapbooks, but not so artsy that I need to lay out each page by myself because that's what's clearly not happening. Right. So I- I'm going to try to um, be inspired by your the ease of using chapbooks and figure out what's going to work for me. You might need to get in the habit more of, so, okay, you took the 20 pictures to get the one perfect picture. You might need to just be in the habit of then favoriting that one perfect picture. Yeah. And then so that whatever system that you use, you can easily go in and all your favorites are already there. I think what's hard for me is that I also do a lot of work stuff on my phone. So my favorites end up like my work favorites get mixed with my personal favorites. Mm. And yeah, I just, I need. You need a little intervention. I need, need an a intervention. Digital intervention. It's like, it's bad. I've got thousands and thousands of photos on my computer from years ago. And then I've got photos on my phone and the iCloud just ran out of memory. And like, yeah. It's bad. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about we're that. Talk about I don't that mean to take talk. away no, no, no. your joy sparking. No, but I like it because it's troubleshooting because it's not, I think, you know, these sparking joy things, they're not like one size fits all, right? No. Yeah. They help you realize like, hmm, that could work for me, but it, like for some reason it's not quite right. Yeah. So what is it that's not quite right and how could you find something that works for you? So it's, it's always fun for me to troubleshoot yeah. that. I hope stuff. to be able to like find that thing and report back. Okay. All right, we'll go back on that. We'll see. All right, so now to talk about doing your future. See, sometimes sometimes it's hard. What are you doing, Brooke, to do your future self a favor? So this was something that I started doing, uh, I think, last year because I realized that so when I would take my kids for the well check, uh, you know, like the annual well check at the doctor, they would always be like, oh, do you need forms for school, whatever? And the way my kids' birthdays fall, I'd say, no, I don't I don't need it, like, right now. But then I realized I would have to call yep. another time, and then you have to pay for it Oh, at our doctor's office, which is really silly. It's and my racket. husband one time was like, yeah, I don't – I'm not going to pay for it. And they were like, okay, here you go anyway. It's like, why are you making us pay for this thing that – is my kid's health record, whatever. That's a different thing. I'm I'm a wuss, so I still would be like, okay, here's my $7 to pay for this form <laughs> that should be mine anyway. But I realized that if I just get the form or if I get the health report at the appointment, yes. even if I don't need it yet, yeah, it, it's free and it's whatever, and then it's done. And so the thing that I've gotten in the habit of doing, which is my favorite to my future's Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Favorite of future self. Yep, you know mm-hmm. what it uh-huh. doing my future self a favor. Oh yeah, I said it the way you okay. It's yep. fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Do people know by now? <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna keep screwing it up. So the favor that I do is I get home and I scan it on my phone and I put it in. So I use the um the scan feature on the Dropbox app because yep. I use Dropbox for Love work and then that. I've got some personal files on there too. So I scan it, I put it in a folder that's just called kids health forms, and I put the kid's name and the date. Yep. So then when it comes time to register for camp, for summer camp, and I need to, um, you know, send the health information, I know exactly where it is. Yep. When every couple of years, like depending on how old they are, you need to submit a new form to the um, for the vaccinations and stuff to the school district. I know where it is. Yes. It like has just taken such a load off because it's just then I don't have to call the doctor and find it and then they send me a hard copy and then I would have to scan it anyway and then I have to send it to whoever needs it sent to them and I'm past the deadline this has been such a great favor to myself um 
And I mean, you can, it doesn't just have to be for kids. Like if you have some health issues or you have like an annual screening that you're like, I'm going to need to come back to this form, just scan it. There's lots of, I think even in the photos app in your phone, it's, I don't know. On the iPhone, can you scan things? What are you using to scan these I use Dropbox. You do use Dropbox? Yeah. 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 And it's all about like the naming convention, like you said. So, Mm -hmm. and I always do like 2022.12.3 so that it'll sort it properly or whatever. And then the name and and whatever that is. But exactly to your point, it's not even necessarily with kids stuff. Like yesterday, I had some uh, follow-up screenings that I had to do. And I was really worried that I was going to forget the paperwork, which I in fact did. Mm. And I was so grateful to my past self because I had actually saved a PDF copy of each of them in the calendar appointment book. Oh my gosh. I know. Whoa, past you knew what she was doing for yes. future so you. So I actually put the PDFs in the calendar appointment themselves. And so I could eat themselves so I could open it up and, and email it right then. And I because I got to the doctor's appointment as soon as I stepped up to the receptionist, I was I, I panicked. I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot the forms!" And I opened the calendar, like, "Oh my god, thank you, past self." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's next level. That's amazing. that's next level. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I mean, I think yeah, that's amazing. But I think even if you don't take it to that level, just saving them somewhere that you can find, yes. like like you said, an easy naming convention. I just have like the master folder that's kid health forms, and it's like yeah. There might be four in there for page, and it takes me 10 seconds to find the most recent one, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, and that's the minimum effective dose for me. But it's been so helpful because there's so many random things. Even like Little League, we ha- I don't think we had to show a health assessment, but like we had to show birth certificate for Little League because you have to show how old the kid is. Mm. Kids' sports get very intense. You have to show proof of, um, you know, where you live because you have to be within the boundaries. So like having some of that stuff digitally ready to go, accessible on my phone. So if I need to email it to someone, I can easily do so whether I'm at my desk or not. Yeah. Yeah. And Dropbox even has like a new feature now called the Vault. So it's like a extra layer of protection. Mm. Um, So like if you do have important documents, you know, that are like birth certificates and things like that, you can even share, save them in the vault. Nice. And does Dropbox still have like a free level? Because we, I mean, I do the paid version because I do, you know, Terry and I keep all of our Curious and Company and Balance Bound files on Dropbox, which is great. But um, I think there's still a free version that anyone can I use. I think so. I think you just, get a certain amount of storage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people, I mean, people use Google Docs too. I have. Yep. I don't love the interface of Google Docs and like that kind of thing. So I prefer Dropbox. But you yeah, can whatever. even do, you can scan it, like you said, into your photos, even if it doesn't have a scanning thing. And then I would just create like an album. Yeah. So have an album that is, you know, school health forms or important or whatever it is. You know, you just have to be a little careful with not putting too sensitive stuff on there. But yeah, figure out what works for you. Minimum effective dose, just saving your your future self a little bit of hassle later. Yes. Love Love it. Love it. All right. Good tips. This was fun as always. All right, Brooke. See you next time. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish or email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash goodenoughish. Thanks for listening. Bye.